Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. So we turn to James chapter 2, reading from verse 14. I'm sorry, I haven't got no uh, slideshow. Didn't get organized well enough to get that happening. So you'll have to rely on the old technology, as in read your Bible along with me, <laughs> whether that's by a phone or by, by uh, the written word. But in James, this is what James says. Verse 14 of chapter 2. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So it seems like they go hand in hand, don't they? Faith and works. And I, but I believe faith comes first. That's my personal belief. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So a person with faith must believe that God exists and also that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm sure uh, many of us have heard this scripture many, many times. But have we heeded the warning and the and all thought about the consequences of not seeding the warning. The warning to me is, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So in other words, we can go, go our hardest, you know, be the latest, be the greatest, you know, whatever we put our energies and trust into, but on judgment day, it will amount to nothing. Zero zilch, you know, nada, whatever word we want to use. On Judgment Day, it will meant to nothing unless we're doing it through obedient faith in Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. I believe through faith. You know? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, it says, by the, says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. <laughs> we have been saved not because we possessed any worthiness of our own, but because we made a decision, decision by faith to accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, to accept his righteousness, to accept his worthiness and not our own. And, uh, you know, 
because I believe it's impossible for anyone to be acceptable to God through any previous, present or future works apart from Jesus. I don't believe it's possible to, for that to happen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, we heard this already once this morning. And uh, it says, For God made him who knew no sin, so God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So in other words, in Jesus, we can be all that God requires us to be, all that we can never be in ourselves. We can't be righteous in ourselves. We can't be saved by ourselves. We can't be acceptable to God by ourselves. We need Jesus to be acceptable to the living God. We need faith in Jesus Christ to be able to to come before the living God on, on Judgment Day or any other day and to come boldly before Him. We need Jesus to be all that God requires us to be. God requires us to be vessels of honour, vessels of righteousness, it doesn't require us to be showboats. You know, it doesn't require us to put on an outward appearance, an outward form of godliness. God requires us through faith to live righteously, to live holy and to live acceptable and faithfully, faithfully to Him. That's what He requires of us and we can't do it of ourselves. And we can do all that we like, think we're doing and we think we're going all right in our own mind But what it really boils down to, it's our relationship with the living God. We need that relationship with him. See, in Jesus we can be all God requires us to be. Apart from works of faith, our works are dead. Salvation only comes through faith. That's what I'm saying. I believe. I believe wholeheartedly. Salvation only comes through faith. Works of faith only come through salvation. After salvation. Just a thought I had when I was reading these scriptures. I thought, is it possible that these good works that God prepared beforehand for us to walk in, are they to do with, are to do with our personal walk of faith first and foremost? So in other words, what do we seek first? Good works or the fruit of the Spirit? Like I said, it was just a, just a thought. Sometimes we believe, what I'm really saying is, Sometimes I believe we, we believe that doing just good works is enough. Faith is what's required. Fruit of the Spirit. We are called to have wor- works worthy of our repentance. We are called to have you know, works of, of fruitful, fruit of the Spirit. You know, by faith, it doesn't come. Works and fruit of the Spirit come through faith. So what I'm saying this morning, I know I'm repeating myself, it's by faith we are saved. It's by faith that we live righteously. It's by faith that we have a relationship in Jesus Christ. It's by faith, not of the things that we do or think that we should do. It's by faith. And then out of obedience and then out of our love, then we do the works that God does for us. That's, that's my personal beliefs. Like I said, that's my first... That's just my thoughts. To me, some of the most sobering scriptures in the whole of the Bible are found in Matthew chapter 7. Let's let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. I know scripture gets read a few times as well, but it's very sobering. Verse 21. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. (laughs) Amazing, isn't it? Ask the question again. Are signs, wonders and miracles enough to enter the kingdom of God, to remain in the kingdom of God? You know, it's great to perform signs, wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus, but there has to be a relationship with Jesus, a relationship of faith. There has to be, you know, signs, wonders and miracles are not enough. They're not enough. There has to be faith. They are inseparable. We need both though. They are inseparable. We need both to be fully pleasing to God. Just as the death of Jesus without the resurrection wasn't enough to save mankind, so signs, wonders and miracles are not enough without faith. See, when Jesus died to fully save men, there had to be a resurrection. There had to be a second part, didn't there? Just Jesus just dying wasn't enough. It was in the resurrection that gave us the life that we now partake of. It's the resurrection life that we live, that we now live. We're alive because Jesus is alive. If Jesus just died, then he would have nothing to give us. But because he's alive, he has resurrection life to give us. And the faith and the life that we now live, we now live in him, as the Bible says. So Jesus had to rise again. And it was the power of God that rose him. And uh, it's already been shared this morning. And uh, that's great. So just as the death of Jesus needed the resurrection, so does our good works need faith. And so does our faith need good works. So it needs both. See, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, it says this, Indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. The scripture's talking about entering God's rest. It's talking about the ones that didn't enter God's rest because there was no faith in them, because of their unbelief. The same in us. Have we entered fully into God's rest by faith? We need faith to enter into the rest of God. Do we have a peace with God? Do we have a peace with our salvation? Do we have a faith and know? Do we have the assurance that, hey, if something was to happen to me, I'm going to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. It doesn't matter what happens to me and when it happens that I'm in God and nothing changes. My faith in him doesn't change. That's the attitude we need to have. See, I believe we can be busy for the kingdom of God in our own mind in our own understanding and still miss the rule call of God on our life. You know, we're called to be holy, righteous, faithful, fruit-bearing, you know, works worthy of repentance, as I said earlier. See, working harder is not always the plan and purpose of God. I don't believe it is. Yes, it's true, God doesn't want us to be lazy and wicked servants, but I believe it is more of a plan of the devil than of God to have us working harder. See, there's a deception a lot of the time. The plan is work hard now, then rest later. Sacrifice time now with your family, etc., and make it up later. You'll have more time later to do the things you're putting off now. 
You know, I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to share the gospel. I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to share the gospel. I'm too distracted doing this. I'm too distracted doing that to do the things of God. That's not God's plan. God's plan for us to rest in him, to rejoice in him, to be revitalized in him, to have peace in him, to have life and faith in him. If we're feeling too tired or you know, too busy, then we need to say, well, it's not God. I need to maybe adjust my life a little bit here. See, so either that or we become too distracted, too focused on everything or anything else, whether godly or not, to build relationship with God and thus be an effective for God's kingdom. To be effective for God's kingdom, we need to be alive in his spirit. It needs to be an energy of his spirit. Yes, I know we can get physically tired and we all get physically tired, you know, if a bit of sleep doesn't fix you up, you might be becoming emotionally tired, might become spiritually tired instead. Might need the, the faith might need a bit of a touch-up here or there. A prayer life might need a bit of a touch-up here or there. Reading the Word might need a, that bit of, a, bit of a life put back into it. See, sometimes we can get fooled into thinking that we're going all right for God and when all God's saying, well, no, just rest. Just get in my presence a bit practice my presence because we get caught up in what what we're going to do in the future and sometimes we may just have to rest in what we're doing right now i just want to finish with a illustration it's about a mexican he's got the right attitude i believe it's called the mexican have you ever wondered what benefits earning more money would bring? The following piece may make you ponder. In a tiny coastal Mexican village, a boat comes to port. An American businessman standing nearby compliments the Mexican fisherman on the quality of his catch and asks how long it took. Not very long, answers the Mexican. Well, why didn't you stay out longer and catch more fish? queries the American. The Mexican explains that the few fish he has caught are sufficient to meet his family needs. The American asks, what, what do you do with the rest of your time? I sleep late, play with my children and take a siesta. In the evening I go into the village to see my friends, have a few drinks, play the guitar and sing a few songs. I have a full life. The American then interrupts, listen, I have an NBA from Harvard and I can help you. If you don't know what an MBA is, I didn't know what it was, I looked it up. Master of Business Administration from, ha yeah, from Harvard. And I can help you. You should start by fishing longer every day and then you can sell the extra fish you catch. With the extra revenue, you can buy a bigger boat. With the extra money a larger boat brings in, you can buy a second one, then a third one, until you have an entire fishing fleet. Then you will be able to open your own processing plant. And after that, ask the Mexican. Then your business gets really good, or when your business gets really good, you can start selling stock and make millions. Millions? Really? And after that? Well, after that, you'll be able to retire, live in a tiny village near the coast, sleep late, play with your children, catch a few fish, take siestas, spend your evenings playing the guitar and singing with your friends. Makes you wonder, hey? 
How many times can we be striving after something that we don't need to strive after? We can be busy. We can be distracted. We can be seeking things of God when God is and saying, well, where's God? And he's there all the time. You know, my life's this, my life's that. Why isn't God helping me? We just got to take the time and say, well, God, I know your promises are true. I know you're faithful and just. I know that I'm seeking your approval and I'm seeking this and I'm seeking that. I'm doing it with good intentions. But sometimes our good intentions are heading us the wrong direction. When you just, our, we just need to rest in God a lot of the time. Allow the Spirit of God to bring the peace. We might be, you know, I've said it many times, I'm going to say it again. Real peace is only found in the presence of God. We think that peace is the absence of problems. Once I work, once I get all my bills paid, once I get this, once I own this, once I own something else, then everything's going to be all right, I'll have peace. It doesn't work that way. Real peace is only found in the presence of the living God. Uh, real acceptance is not in our works, but in our faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, we need the power of the living God. We need the truth of the living God. We need the anointing of the living God around our lives. And to be able to just love our families, love God, love each other, love the world, share the gospel. You know, what is one of the good works of the gospel? Sharing it. That's one of the good works I failed to mention earlier. But praise God. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing. Lord, we praise you for your word. Lord, let your spirit, Lord, rest upon each and every person present here lord let your anointing touch lord each and every one of us bring rest to our souls we praise and thank you jesus